Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And it's finally Friday, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. It's time for WEGL 91.1 FM's exclusive Formula One show, otherwise known as Smooth Operators. My name's Noah Phillips, and I'm joined by Griggs Blankenberg, Ben McClarkin, and his girlfriend, Liz. I don't know what your last name is yet, but hey, we'll figure it out someday. Welcome into uh, our show today, folks. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a little while. It's been a while since we did that recording late night show. So this is our first time with a live show in almost almost two weeks now. So yeah, it'll be uh, over two weeks because wait, yeah, late night recording was the week before last. Is that correct? It was the week before we went to Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah two weeks yeah, now. So this yeah. is this is our first live recording in three weeks that will be also that, recorded on the podcast. That is correct. Yeah. So hopefully nothing goes critically wrong. Uh, and with that, let's get right underway. Let's get right to it. So the Formula One season has concluded. We'll talk more about our season recap here at the end, but let's start off with our final race recap of the year. I'm talking about the Formula One Etihad Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix in Yas, at the Yas Marina Circuit on Yas Island. So first place, who else could it have been on his final race of the year? One of the most historic dominant seasons in Formula One history. It was Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing with 25 points, finishing the race in an hour, 27 minutes, and 45 seconds, followed by Charles Leclerc of Ferrari with 18 points. And rounding out the podium was Sergio Checo Perez for Red Bull with 15 points. That was also the top three in the driver standings as well. Indeed, and what a... Um... What a predictable way for the season to end. I'm not going to say it was anticlimactic, but it was uh, it was definitely just kind of status quo for the way the race ended. Especially since this is the only race now I had seen. Well, my first race last year, it's been pretty well documented on the show. My first race I'd ever watched in Formula 1, or any Formula 1 I'd ever watched before Drive Survive or anything, was the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. I watched the whole entire thing. So this is the first race I've ever seen that's twice in a row live. So, yeah. Yeah, not as climactic as it was last year because Max kind of took care of business early in the season. But yeah, and not not only that, but just just the way everybody finished, it was it was very status quo Formula One. <clears throat> you know, it looked like it was Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and then the rest of the pack with some retirements. And I mean, it wasn't it was Abu Dhabi. It was it was your standard race it takes me back to years past um unfortunately but what else could you ask for i I don't know maybe some racing hey we don't watch this sport for that i don't know we watch this sport to watch grown men get in their cars that are not street legal and drive around these circuits at dangerously high speeds to watch that art yeah that's that's called racing but the problem is it (laughs) You don't. I'm not there to watch. Or I'm not there to watch a parade. That's what it was. It was a parade, and it was Max Verstappen running away with it. And then that sounds like a, that sounds like a lot of things that's happened this year. Yeah, most of the season was processional. Um, it was it was better because the cars could follow closer, and there was 
some passing, but the, the racing still has a long way to go at that circuit specifically. But now we have testing to look forward to. And honestly, I'm more excited about testing than I was about last week's and, race. And livery reveals too. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see those like camouflage liveries come back. Do you do y'all remember those? You can't you can't ask me if I remember them because okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember them, but Ooh, no man, Red no. Bull Red Bull had like some. Have y'all ever seen concept cars that have camouflage on them? A little bit. Yeah, so Red Bull did that to their Formula One car, and it actually wasn't supposed to be hiding anything. It was supposed to be showing off stuff of the car, which was really cool. And then Daniel Ricciardo had like a blacked out helmet. It was so cool. But winter testing, uh, where is it? Isn't it in Barcelona? Again? Barcelona? No, it's not in Barcelona. It's in Bahrain, right? It's in Bahrain. Bahrain. Ah. Yeah, that's right. It's Bahrain. Uh, ahead of the first race, which will be in what, three months? It's in March, I'm pretty sure, because I remember because it goes drive, okay. drive, drive to Survive and then um, uh, goes for the week before the race and then the race after that. So yeah. that's where we'll start in Bahrain next year. So yeah. little bits and pieces from this race we had. The most notable was really that lap one incident with um, – I believe it was uh, Charles or Carlos. I'm pretty sure it was Charles and uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Kind of looked like maybe, I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't touch. Lewis kind of got pushed off the track. And that kind of showed me just yeah. how low those Formula One cars drive to the ground. Because that curb was, what, maybe even six inches high off the about, ground? Yeah, it was about eight inches off the ground. And that just completely ruined his whole race flow after that. Yeah. Well, it also, <laughs> it, it could have been less damaging if he had picked a better spot to give the position back um after illegally overtaking carlos but you know that's racing it's part of it um yeah he just never really got into the groove and that's kind of a thing that we saw a lot this season with lewis you know he he looks strong but he never really found his his flow he never was normal lewis no he never he never really got settled in or appeared as dominant as he has been in the past which is i hate that for him um because he's definitely one of the greatest of all time i think some of that may have been the new car you know this is uh really the first season when he's used to the way the old car works for so long yeah getting a new car it's very different and that's something that can haunt you throughout a whole season not just first couple of races Mm -hmm. Yeah, and their car is more temperamental than Roger Goodell, so <laughs> it's it's pretty tough to drive. Um, but going back to driving, constructor standings, Red Bull finishes the year first, of course. Noah, the Prancing Horse is finishing second. After, because of, it looked a little scary there near the end with the Mercedes 1-2. Ooh, they about blew it. We, we should have won the whole thing, but hey, we don't talk about that part. <laughs> hey, they're, they're Australia, they're, at the season ended in Australia, they're – Constructor and driver champions. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's true. That's mm. true. It was very true. Uh, who got fourth? McLaren? Who got fourth? It went all read it all. First was Red Bull. Second, Ferrari. Third, Mercedes. Fourth, Alpine. Alpine. Fifth, That's right. McLaren. Sixth, <clears throat> Alfa Romeo. Seventh, Aston Martin. Eighth, Haas. Ninth, Alvatari. And tenth was Williams. Yeah. So, I don't. Would y'all mind talking about each of the teams' performances this season a little bit? You know, speaking of like start from the bottom, go up. Yeah, I mean we could do that. Um, Williams, not great. They they scored more points than I thought they would. Yeah, they did. That car had a lot of speed, um, but 
not a lot of reliability, and also was really terrible in the corners. I mean, Alex Albon looked pretty good with it for a little, some parts of the season. He was like on and off at some parts yeah, of the season. Yeah, he had a really rough start. He crashed three times in the first, I think, seven races or eight races. And he really came back to give them some consistency that they desperately needed. And then also Nick DeFries just walks in about like, what, like three or four days before the race and just at decides Mon- to get points. Yeah, at Monza and just goes off. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, ninth, Alvatari. I mean, I, Pierre Gasly's got to be one of the more disappointing people this season, I think. Yeah, yeah. He really did let us down. And I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be Yuki's last season if he doesn't progress any further. He he kind of – you know, you have your first season, at least in, unless you're Mick Schumacher, then, you know, whatever. Forget him if you're Gunter. But – um. <laughs> Like, you have your first season to get acclimated, and then your second season you're supposed to see a little bit of progress, and then your third season is where it's decided. Like, are you good enough to stay or not? Like, uh, we watched that with Kvyat and um, Pierre Gasly even at um, Red Bull. But it worked out in his favor after he got that win with uh, Toro Rosso before it became Alpha Tauri. And, um, or no, he got a P2. With Toro Rosso, and then he got a win with AlphaTauri, and those those performances put him back on the map and in the chase. But but for most most drivers, they have three seasons to figure it out, and I think this is Yuki's figure it out season, or he's gone. Let's move up. Uh, no, do you have any thoughts on AlphaTauri? Uh, I was about to say, I thought AlphaTauri would be a team fighting for sixth and fifth. Yeah, mm-hmm. right yeah. Right there, it's I'd very surprising well. to see at the bottom of the pool. They'll move. They'll move forward some due to Red Bull giving them more developed parts. They had to come up with that car from scratch. AlphaTauri did, and in the past they could depend a little bit on the load lifted by the Red Bull team itself, and then they could handle some of the lesser um, or the lighter development. They could do that themselves. But the original car concepts would always be very similar, and then this year they're very very different. The AlphaTauri was a very, very different car to the Red Bull, and it showed. It very much showed. Um, eighth place was Haas. I mean, going off that first race of the year, just man, I th- I thought they were going to be battling for like not like fifth, sixth. I thought they were going to have a chance maybe seventh, maybe eighth. Because- I thought they were going for fourth. The way the way K Mag was fighting Lewis early on, he was taking it to him. It just ne- they never could seem to get adjusted with those. Um, any of their mid-season upgrades or anything like that. No. They just couldn't get adjusted to that. Th- that car, if anything, went backwards. Do y'all remember um, in, I believe it's Saudi Arabia, where Mick crashed, and they were talking about how like they had no money to replace the car? I think they kind of ran, ran into like a Raiders problem, where you just <laughs> ran out of money. Like You ain't got enough money to fire Josh McDaniels. And yeah. In Haas's case, you ain't got enough money to upgrade the car. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to drive with a Derek car. Especially, oh. the, uh, especially with them like getting like um, more like kind of money. Well, they didn't have really a title sponsor this year since they weren't getting funded by Uralkali throughout the season. So they well, kind of understandable how they were kind of like just dead in the water a little bit. Well, Uralkali was only twenty percent, and that was only to be paid during the development. So they got most of the money out of that deal. The problem was not that money leaving, but the fact that there was no new money coming in. Less stickers equal faster car. 
Yeah. True or false? Fact or fiction? I uh, fiction. I fiction. agree <laughs> with that. I, I agree with that. The uh, McLarens of the 1980s had one title sponsor, and then it was like it was very very small, and it covered the whole car. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. But with that, we're going to maybe talk about more of this near the end, but we're just going to hit to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a new segment that we've not done yet. We're going to test it out, see if people like it going forward. But don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back to the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, alongside my co-host, Mel Phillips, and Greg Splankenberg. Uh, we are also joined in here by my uh, lovely assistant, Elizabeth Baum. Um, and today we're going to get into our season recap. Not going to waste any time there. Uh, and you know who else didn't waste any time, guys? Who didn't waste any time? Alfa Romeo and tanking their season. Really did. Not- wow. Okay, anyways... Um, so we're back, and we Griggs, actually we, uh, Aston Martin first. Aston Martin, yes, uh, P seven, P seven fifty five. Actually, tie with uh, what's the tiebreaker with that? Because they're showing a seven highest average. Okay, so it must have gone to Alfa Romeo. Yep, Baltas at the beginning of the year must have carried them through the year. Yep, yep. High their uh, highest finish was fourth. I think fifth? that sounds right. It was fourth? Fifth. It was fourth or fifth. Anyways, that that said. Um, Aston Martin's early form was horrendous, and then they really came around late in the season uh, with Vettel showing us some excellent performances and why he's still in the conversation for the GOAT. I would honestly give him a B-plus season for how he handled everything. Um, and Lance Stroll just really needs to work on being more consistent. It's it's really tough to see him you know, either struggle or do great. Struggle or do great. He's either tenth or he's nineteenth, or he's he's qualifying seventh, or and then he's dropping six places off the start. It's stuff like that that's got to be so frustrating if you're stuck with him um, at Aston Martin. But you get paid though. Yeah, you get paid. He's always gonna be the number one driver as long as his dad's still there. Just remember that. I cannot. Ugh, you may gosh. lose, but you'll make money, and that's what really matters. It's like he. It's not like he doesn't mm. deserve to be in Formula One. It's just like he's just kind of there, and you know, the Lance the Lancelot memes have died down just because he's kind of improved, and that's good for him, I guess. But it's just his performances are all over the place, and Vettel was so consistent this season too, so consistent. Besides, you know, the car. The car was not. Mm-hmm. It, they literally had three different aero concepts the whole year. Like, <laughs> the first car is completely different than the last car they ended up with. Yeah, I mean, Aston, I mean, again, it just noticed a, a casual fan kind of thing, just like how they just kind of were fighting for higher spots at the end of the season, going up there more and more, rather than it was how it was at the beginning of the season. Kind of the exact opposite of what Alfa Romeo did, really. But, again, Alfa Romeo's form at the beginning of the season kind of helped them through the end of the season. So that ended up carrying them the way. Speaking of Alfa Romeo, talking about that a little bit at the start, just, I mean, the tractor memes were there in the second half of the season. <laughs> it drove like a daggum bus. It, <laughs> hey, but they did enough. They did, did enough. enough to finish six. The tractor, man, yeah, it it really showed that 
backwards development pattern that some teams have, unfortunately. Uh, and not just talking about development. Um, just having Zhou Guanyu, who is okay, and Valtteri Bottas, who clearly had a major pace advantage, but still struggled with the car and struggled to get the results later on in the season. Um, that being said, not the worst rookie season for Joe. He got a new contract, so it can't be the worst? No, it's definitely not the worst. But He did enough. Yeah, he did enough. He did enough. Um, McLaren, this is probably my vote for probably disappointment of the season. So disappointing, yeah. I'm going to give him a round of applause. That's right, folks. We got sound effects. Wow. We got sound effects. Yeah. Amazing. So McLaren finished fifth in the driver standings. It's kind of crazy how the discrepancy in the points between the top five and the top bottom six because McLaren beat out Alfa Romeo for fifth by 104 points. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, this is a McLaren team that just – they thought they had a good push kind of this year to kind of get fourth, maybe even third. I think Especially, a lot of people thought they were also going to win a couple races. Especially the start mm-hmm. of the year where Mercedes were in their down – down a little bit and be like, maybe they can pass Mercedes if they have some good results. Because remember when Pierre, um, when Landon Norris, the only non-Ferrari Mercedes or Red Bull driver to reach the podium this year hmm. with, what was that, Imola? Yeah. Yeah, Imola, where he gets fourth, when he gets third. But, yeah, I mean, getting rid of Daniel Ricciardo now, and then, I mean, Lando's pretty good. I just, they just need to get a confident race car underneath him that he can drive. Yeah, that that was a weird... That was a, another weird car to drive. Um, you know, Daniel struggled with it all year because he's a he's definitely better suited to the last generation of cars, much better. And I think that shows. Um, and Lando Lando adapts to whatever car he's in, and I think that's probably the reason they had such a big gap the last two years is because Daniel just couldn't keep up with the changes. Um, and that doesn't make him a bad driver. That's why Red Bull still thinks he's fast enough to stay as a reserve and a show pony. But the fact of the matter is McLaren really developed that car away from uh, both drivers in order to try and give them both the best solution and try and keep Ricardo's pace or salvage it and give Lando the best advantage he could have. And just, just the disparity between the two drivers was really hard to watch. Yeah, especially there near the end once they moved on from Daniel there at the end. They kind of came to a mutual agreement. I imagine the mutual agreement was something like, we don't want you to be our driver next year. And he's like, okay, I understand. That's probably a mutual agreement in their yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, I'm breaking up with you, but I definitely liked being here and we should still be friends kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, um, number f- in fourth place, Alpine Renault, one hundred seventy-three points. I don't want to speak on Alpine; they just make me mad for what they did to me this year. You know what, though, they got fourth. They're the best of the rest. I don't think even they'd... even though you tried so hard to curse them, they got the best. I of was the rest. singing their praises in every race where I felt like I was singing their praises. They couldn't do anything. Like yeah. I'm talking, like they kind of took a downturn here once we started the show. Because I kind of talked about it like that. That's on you, man. You it is. you shouldn't have talked to them at all. I know. Just, I mean, next year I don't. Know, how is the all? I mean, the all French team with the French two it's French gonna drivers. Be, it's going to be so obnoxiously French with the baguettes. Ugh. 
all the all the other, other French stuff. French the, mania is gonna sweep the geez. world. All the memes, even though they don't have a race. There. Yeah, yeah, get wrecked. You don't you, have a French race. Even if I put back Paul Ricard, that they just got rid of Shanghai for next year. I wouldn't be upset. Um, you know, what if they get rid of China? That's on the chopping block, considering what's happening in there right now. Um, we may see, we may see the Chinese race be removed, and possibly, I'd be rooting for a German Grand Prix, but I would not be upset at all if they raced in France again. No, Just they need to get every apart. time zone in the United States. Exactly, Los got, Angeles Grand Prix. They got to go to no. Colorado. Wait, mm. yeah, oh yeah, right. Mountain Time. Yeah, yeah. the the well, big, no, 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 the no. big Sky Nevada's Montana Grand Prix. Nevada's on Mountain Time. It's not. Yeah, it's an hour behind California. Hang on, I can check this. We're checking right now. PSD, no, they're Pacific Standard Time. Oh, they're Pacific. Okay, so we the don't big, need Los Angeles. Big we Sky Montana need... Grand Prix. That would be incredible. Cars racing around snow. Who that, says no? Exactly. That the would be very, in the very cool. And also very, yep. very safe. Think yep. about it. Crashing into a big wall of snow is going to do nothing but get you wet. Think about it, too. Also, like they could like easily like make like, make it like a parking lot race because there's a lot of land out there in Montana. And you just they don't have... even have to make it a parking lot race. They can make it a banger. The views would be incredible. They could use I'm just, all of that. They open can use land. hay bales. I'm just here for the vibes. All it is, we need more American races. Yeah, and, exactly. and our international listening has just gone down. <laughs> yeah, that's okay though. We'll sacrifice it for our American pride. So, so like the non-people listening to us in England. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out y'all who are listening to us in England. That's hey, our largest. Hey, how about how about that tie, huh? Largest country that listens to us, or largest most listeners to us. Yeah, how about, outside how of America. About that tie. How about that tie in the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, it's called soccer. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. It is called soccer. It is. Um, number three, Mercedes. I mean, talk about a team that kind of just salvaged their season there near the end. Recovery, Re- recovery, recovery. Recovery Kings. And they almost beat Ferrari based on uh, knowing how to pit alone. <laughs> True. Or knowing when to pit. Whatever, that's, whatever. That's much more important. But, yeah, Ferrari also doesn't know how to orchestrate. I think the year so. two in the George Russell era, I think we're going to see him win some more races, I think, too. I think he'll outperform uh, Lewis again next season. I, I don't. Um, I think that Lewis is going to come back stronger than ever. Um, my reasons for that being George Russell's. He kind of fluctuated more than Lewis. Lewis kind of stayed in the same position, even though George Russell finished in fifth or better every race that he finished. Um, Besides, um, yeah, he finished correct. Yeah, every race that he finished. Um, I think Lewis had Lewis consistently was higher, but he also finished less. So I think a little bit fluky for uh, Lewis to be beaten by a teammate. I think that's the first time ever. Actually, Besides no. Twenty sixteen, Nico, Nico, Nico Rosberg, who beat Nico Lu- Rosberg uh, Lewis Hamilton, equal machinery Besides back in twenty sixteen. Equal machinery. I love that. People really think that the cars were different, but yeah. They had the same stickers. Yeah, they had, they had the same they stickers. They had the same stickers. They had, that means they had the same. Oh man, I just missed a, a Sweden goal. Whatever. I mean, if you watch, if you watch their qualifying and the fact that they both had party mode, I don't think they were that far apart in terms of uh, engineering. But that that said, second time ever that Lewis has been beaten by a teammate. Well, no, he got beat to the world championship by Fernando Alonso. Mm. No, he didn't. Oh. I lied. Let's speed through these two. We've talked about them a lot this season. Ferrari, again, we kind of said at the front. Good. No, if you want to say anything, good pain. start. Good start. Yep, pain. Pain. Matteo Bonato's out now. Is that? 
That doesn't do anything. They're gonna hire. I don't, I don't know who we're gonna hire. Like, as long as he's Matt Rule or somebody. As long oh as gosh, he's French. please no. As long as he's French, I'm okay with it. I don't really care. Nigel from Kent. <laughs> Nigel from Kent. Let's get literally anybody. Literally, I. I don't know fire all the Italians. That's what I've been saying. And then finally, Red Bull, one of the most dominating seasons. I think the only thing they could have missed out on was the uh, one-two in the driver standings. Yeah. Other than that, what is it? Seventeen wins this year. Max won fifteen. Checo won two. Seventeen mm-hmm. wins out of twenty-three, twenty-four races. Twenty-three mm-hmm. races. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. That's incredible. With yeah. Max also setting the uh, new record for most wins. That probably will not be top for a while. No. Until um, they go to 30 races with 15 of them in America. Oh, good night. Until I join. Mm. Mm. Until, okay. yeah. Until we, go, until we sponsor a team. That probably won't be seen again just because of the quantity of races. And I, I, I really do think that if you take if you take the exact same constructor manufacturing and put it in a season two years ago before they added all the races, so 2020 season, um, you would see uh, not very different, but slightly different results. I think that Verstappen would win like maybe two less races. Speaking of something that we're going to repeat, though, we're going to be right back after this short break. But when we come back, we're still recapping this season of Formula One. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hello and welcome back again to the Bradley Bates Inside the Elm Student Center. You're listening to Smooth Operators. We can land on the exclusive Formula One show, and we are going to continue our recap of the 2022 Formula One season. Yeah, so let's just go through and talk about some of our favorite moments so far. If I let's just do this. Let's Ben, you go first. What were some of your favorite moments? Just do one at a time. What comes to mind? Uh Kevin Magnuson's poll. That was wild. Um just the fact that he actually did have a really good lap and nobody was able to get on the track before it rained. Um another great one was honestly any of the shock wins. Any of our shockers. So um, let's see who snatched a win that was surprising. George Russell, um, even though that was that wasn't as much of a shock win, that was pretty well deserved. Um, let's see, Lando Norris's pole or not pole on um, his P three, that was very impressive. Um, the Sergio Perez win in Monaco, mm. um, I enjoyed that race. I, enjoy, I truly enjoyed. I enjoyed that, that race. race too. I, don't, I know Noah probably didn't too much. But what about no, you, Gregs? For me, I'd say Silverstone because they had everything really you wanted. Yeah. The shock in there, you had the crazy moment with the crash kind of at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You had the three people, three different people in the lead on a different on a singular lap. That was which wild. rarely happens. I feel like um, someone who have made and win in Formula One, uh, which was uh, uh, Carlos Sainz. Yes. And then, yeah, it was just crazy like competitive at the front because you had Lewis Hamilton in England w- leading a race along with Charles and. Um, you also had um, Charles and um, Carlos Sainz, who won the race, yeah. And then it was just kind of just crazy like that throughout, especially the beginning where you have that long delay with uh, Zhou Guan Yu going over the barrier. You have 
That George, was wild. George Russell getting out of his car to check and see if he's help. His car's banged up a little bit, but then they put it on the truck and he can't get back out on track. Yeah, that's probably the one race that stands out to me is my like one I enjoyed watching the most this year because I'm just like, wow, so much just happened all at once right there. That's probably my like my favorite race of the season. That whole race was a very large bruh. It was like, whoa, Bruh. whoa, Bruh. Bruh. that happened? And then you go, wait, that happened? And then What? Yes, uh, that was that was a ride, no pun intended. Hmm. Noah? And I got to go to the uh, Houston Grand, or no, Texas Grand The Houston Grand Prix. Grand Prix. The, hey, coming soon, 2037. 20, 20, <laughs> the Texas Grand Prix, I mean, anything in America, you know, I love, especially next year going to Las Vegas. I, I do hope they get rid of of the Miami Grand Prix. Or wow, least, boo. They need to move it up to Daytona. Boo. Or somewhere else in Florida. Daytona? Like so, like, at the 24-hour track? Yes. Mm, not the Formula One cars, please. Nah. They will die. Nah, it would be awesome, though. They need to go to the Roval. Yeah, go, <laughs> go to the Charlotte Roval, baby. Imagine the first time I go to Charlotte to Speedway for a 40-second lap. Yeah. Uh, a 40-second lap. Don't be, don't be I don't hate, think it'd be 40 seconds. Don't be hating on the Roval. Oh, right. Were we talking about... We were talking about... Anyway, the United States Grand Prix, you know, I watched it with you. You know, George Russell became a villain in my eyes on the first lap. <laughs> um, no, he became a Patriot missile. But yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. And get it? Because it's in America. Watching all the festivities and everything and watching the full crowd that was there for Formula One really just made me almost shed a tear in Griggs's department as I realized just how popular motorsports has become again inside the United States. I wish yeah, it was NASCAR, I was, I was but we, there. yeah. yeah <laughs> I wish I was there for that. Could have been there, Ben. Well, where could was have. my invite? We did invite you. No. Yeah, we did? No. Pretty sure we did. Nope. Hater. All right. Um, Anyways. Other stuff this year that's kind of – what do you think was your like most your biggest disappointment of this season? Oh man, that's tough. Um probably Sergio Perez. Hmm. He did enough, but I was expecting more. <laughs> what could he have done more than Max? He thought he was gonna like get first in the constructors, or what do you mean by that? No, I just I thought he could have gotten second place and to get beaten after the way the rest of Leclerc's season went just kind of bummed me out. I was really rooting for him. For me, I'd probably to say the disappointment of this season. I don't know. I want to say Valtteri Bottas because, but he did start off. But pretty, he did so. He, he did, did so well. He did start out at the beginning of the season though. And most of the problems weren't his fault either. So I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm gonna say just say Haas because of the game they gave me so much hope that oh, they could man. be fighting kind of in the midfield, like maybe get the top of like the lower team. Yeah, it was like a sixth place, and then just in the end they just couldn't just figure it out. Like what we were talking about at the beginning, they just didn't really adjust to their midseason upgrades or anything like that when they were got P5 in the first race. But no, they got caught sleeping. All right, Noah, what you got? Man, y'all already know what it is. Everything. We were so close. And then you threw it all away. <laughs> you made me feel like a plastic bag. Do tell. Going Drift. through the wind. Drifting. Drifting through the wind. I don't even know. We could have had it all. And instead, Rolling Ferrari. Deep. You put hard times mm-hmm. on me. 
Mm. Next year, though, it's we're going the, to it's, we're, we're, going the, we're going to Sugar Bowl. We we've got rid of. I don't even know how to say his name. I'm so mad. The Italian skirt. That guy. <laughs> that guy. The guy with the plan. Him. Him with the plan. Which, which plan? Plan C? Plan, plan F? Ban. Plan. The plan. The plan. We are on plan W. Plan W. We've got rid of him. We're going to hire somebody else to secure that spot. I, Brian, I don't know I think who. Brian Harson's available right now. We No. <laughs> God, no. I will... I don't even know. Hey, you made the Matt Rule joke. I can make this one. I know. We'll hire Matt Patricia. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, Unless you, you know, want to score points. Exactly. We're just going to we're gonna get somebody in there and next year. Charles LeClaire will hopefully be your 2023 world champion. And Ferrari will get to bask in the glory just like it used to. Dubious. And I will be able to hold my head high. Mm-hmm. The Pranting Horses will ride again. Exactly. Just like Seabiscuit. Mm. What? Seabiscuit, you know, the horse movie. Yeah. I thought it just had one ride and then... He will ride again. Okay. I'll buy it. Exactly. My thing is... Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go to this one. Ben, what is your favorite uh, – what was your biggest shock of this season? Mm, biggest shock was probably – hmm, the Oscar Piastri saga. That was craziness. Yeah, that was wild. All of all of the Piasco was just really – literally unbelievable. Um, I would say Vettel retiring, but I saw that one coming – um, I would say Hulkenberg to Haas, but I also saw that one coming. Not a ben, lot shocked Ben just knows me. everything, everybody. Not a lot shocked me, ben guys. Just knows I don't mean to toot my own horn. But, but you do. But I have to. I mean, nothing really caught me that off guard. I mean, you're just, you're just, you know everything, Ben. That being said, <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the craziness and the chaos that came. I wish it was at the title. I wish it was at the front, but you know, that's racing. You know, most of the time it's not like very close. No, nobody ever really makes the same or close to the same level of machinery and no two drivers are, it's very rare that two drivers are at the same level at the same time and performing the way that they, the way that they did. Um, so that being said, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe my biggest surprise was no not Ferrari being unreliable. Uh jeez, I don't know. It was it was kind of a predictable season, I won't lie to you. It was very it was very yeah, we've been here before. My biggest surprise I'd say is just again kind of the McLaren fiasco. Yeah. I mean testing they looked okay, they didn't look Super fast, but I at least thought they could. This would be the year they passed Alpine. I thought. Yeah. I thought they could do it this year. Well, they did it last year they too. Did la- that's what. No, that's why I thought they were going to do it again. Yeah. Just because I thought, like, I don't know, you don't have that many colors on your wheels and don't go fast. Yeah, you can't have chrome wheels and not go quickly. Quite literally chrome. Literally Google Chrome. Literally chrome. Um, but yeah, that's kind it's of disappointing for me. And then every time I spoke on Esteban Alcon praising him, he disappointed me. 
So that was kind of a shock. I was being able to jinx him like that. So, again, sorry, Esteban. You have some power, Greg. You have some power. All right, Noah. I would have to say that um, we had no usage of wet tires this year, it feels like. Literally. Especially at the end of the year. Like, we did not get a wet race. That's facts. And another thing that really surprised me was the DHL Fastest Pit Stop Award. Red Bull had 534. McLaren had 427. Then you get all the way down to AlphaTauri, who had 257 points. How big of a gap there is, like, for in the, pit stops. And the fastest pit stops? Yes. That really surprises me. That's a stat I really wish I cared about. Wow. You don't <laughs> care about the pit crew? Wow. No, I don't. Ben doesn't, that, ben doesn't care about the working class. Haas was in last with 14 points. That that's believable. I don't really know how they do the point system either. I think it's just like you get like a certain amount, like top ten, the yeah. top ten fastest pass stops, and the same as like you win, you get twenty five. Okay. Oh no! Any final thoughts on this season? Uh, I'm ready for the next one already. <laughs> Is that bad? No, I want racing again. Okay. No, anything. Um. Man, what a great time to be alive, watching these cars go around. It really has been a lot of fun doing this show, and I want to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners, new and old. I mean, that could be the end if we want to. Yeah, I just I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you guys, and this has been a blast. This has been a blast. We'll talk more about that at the end, though, but we're going to head to a quick break. When we come back, I mentioned it kind of a little bit earlier, we got a new segment coming up. Yes, we do. We're coming back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back to the Smooth Operators Podcast, everybody. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, and we are just getting a conga line going in the studio right now. Hey, hey, okay. And that being said, we are about to find out just how jealous Liz can make me. We're doing a new segment called Girl, Girl, the Girls versus the, I don't even know. Girl, the Grid. Girl, the Grid. Girl, the Grid. So this is a new segment where we have a female rate the attractiveness from P1 to P20 of the drivers on the Formula One grid. Um, and Liz is our, Liz is our first guest. She's our guinea pig and she's already gone through the effort of making a PowerPoint, which makes me feel great. (laughs) Well, hopefully we kind of keep the information all together. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. How many, how many drivers were there? Did you rate 22 this season or the 20 of them? Are are you doing 2023 lineup as we look forward to next year or 2022? Let me search up what I, I just searched up formula one drivers. Just show me, just show me. Um, Formula One 2023 driver lineup. All right, so we got the 2023 driver lineup. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's There's kick it off. Twenty so, of them. Yeah, so you, let's start at, at twenty and go work our way. Time to okay, rate twenty guys. Let's go. This, is the, okay. this is the kind of content you guys can look forward to during our off season stuff. So yes, be ready. We're gonna have different females on periodically to do this. So y'all get ready. Okay, let me find. And also, people, you know, women I who know butcher. how to talk about Formula One. That'll be nice. That'd be cool. We might have a lot of guests on. We're going to try to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Liz, let's get it started. I might butcher a lot of the names, so y'all are going to have to. It's okay. Okay, number 20. 
Valtteri. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Valtteri I found a Bottas. picture where he looks, he just has like that man stash, like just like. That's a no. It's just a no. She's going off first impressions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I went on that. Instagram and just said, Ugh, Wait, you so know. you saw his Instagram nudist yeah. pictures? What? What? Never mind. All right, keep going. <laughs> Next. Okay. Keep going. Number two, or number <laughs> 19, Kevin. Kevin Magnuson. Understandable. He's kind of old. He's yeah, he's getting, a little old. He's, he's, he's a little old. Yeah. What? I mean, she's doing the 2023, so it's a lot of the new younger kids. Oh, yeah. I have an idea right. who's going to be one. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Okay, next I have George Russell. Ooh. That's tough. That's yeah. kind of low. That's harsh. Uh, yeah. He's 17. He's he's like he's he's got a baby face, you know. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So does Ben. He's also he's also six foot one, and he looks like a goldfish. So any milk, any milk is fine. Any milk is fine. <laughs> Gross. Right. I don't have a baby face. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, Alex Albon. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's the red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a recent change. I I still think he's a pretty. But good he looks guy. very sweet. Like he looks he looks like a nice guy. Yes, he he's got a good smile. He does. Yes. Okay. Esteban Ocon is my next one. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah I could see that. I won't say anything about the gap in his teeth. That <laughs> that's why he's kind of low. <laughs> mm. That's tough because he's also really cool. He's it's, got a great. It was story. actually the teeth for me that was. Why he's ranked low? Oh, mm-hmm. it, not a big. Didn't French. have to do him like that. Not oui, a big oui. fan of the French. Yeah. <laughs> La All right. What, La number, what number are we at now? Fifteen. Um, sure. Yeah, we'll okay. go with that. Um, you didn't number your list. I. <laughs> um. Next is Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. That low? I mean, I can. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see it. He's, I can, he's cute. I can kind of see it. Yeah. The driver lineup picture isn't that good. Yeah, I get that. You, you got to get that Dutch dude grinning. He's got a good smile. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this next one. So Just I'm gonna try, try your best. Joe. Joe. Joe Guan Yu. Joe. He looks very sweet. He's got a great smile. Great eyes, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lewis Hamilton is my next one. He's cute, though. He's a cutie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the consensus. <laughs> how, how do you feel about, like, the... Jewelry he's got on, or the veganism. He's a vegan. Yeah, don't don't. One. He does have a very, <laughs> he has a very cute dog though. Oh, yes, really? Roscoe would okay. be number one. He has a he has an English bulldog. Oh, I love Lo, Roscoe's awesome. He's in, he he is very cute though. Yeah, 2005 Lewis Hamilton was peak <laughs> with the with the balding. <laughs> Before he got hair implants. All right, oh. uh, next. Ooh. Lance Stroll. Oh. Mm. Wait, that means Lando Norris is above Lance Stroll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see that. Uh-uh. uh-uh. How? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't. Just because Stroll has money does mm. not factor into this equation, then. No, it doesn't. All right. Next. Yuki? Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. Hey, nice. I was looking at his Instagram for probably the most time. Because he just looks like he's having a great life. You know? he, he, yeah. he do be vibing. He's also your height. Aw, we can be besties. <laughs> he do be vibing. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> this one I think may shock you guys. Pierre is next. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. He's he's cute, but he also looks kind of like uh, like a 
he has a high horse. No, he's a pretty chill guy. Really? Yeah. Right. I think, well, yeah. All right. Well, For the most part. He, I don't really he, know him personally, so. He likes a lot of fans stuff. Like, Aww. like a lot of fan Liked by interaction. Liked Gasly. So like yeah. sweet. So he has people, like, hit his Reddit comments and ask him questions, and he'll respond and stuff like that. Aw. <laughs> like he got 4,000 comments, and he responded to all of them. Mm-hmm. Aw. Maybe he has too much free time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's next? Oscar. Oscar Piastri. Yes. Okay. What? <laughs> That's a shocker. Over Nick DeVries. I, I don't I know. I can see it. I mean, he just looks very sweet. I don't know about that one. I mean, he's Australian. That's true. No. Bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Um, this is the segment how like mad we can make Ben. Just make no, I'm, I'm chilling right now. He's chilling. He's vibing. All right. Lando Norris. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who all we have left. Okay. We have... Oh, oh, uh, she's, not, ha- she's not said one name yet. I'm surprised she hasn't yet. Oh, my goodness. Okay, keep talking. Carlos Sainz. Sainz. Sainz, okay. Sainz Jr. Wait. I can see that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He is pretty cute, though. He's a cutie. Keep let- just keep going. Just keep going. Okay, okay. okay. Fernando Alonso? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Over Carlos Sainz? And Lando? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's I a good-looking older man. I can see it. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like we're the shout-out right now. Shout-out to the shout-out. Mondays shout out at 9 a.m. on Weagle 9.1. <laughs> they do all these conversations and topics just going crazy. It's hilarious. Hey, all right, I'll be on man. that. Keep going. Um, Sergio Perez. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, Max Verstappen. Mm. Wow. Mm. He is surprisingly mm. high up there. Oh, okay. That yeah, means- he's a- pretty cute oh that means i know who number one is now then or there's two people for number one now there's two chances yeah there's two left okay nico is next and that would mean number one would be well okay let's see who you guys think who number one is and no it's the only one left no there's two left there's two left it's not nicholas latifi it's a 2023 lineup latifi's not in it Griggs. Okay, who, okay, I'm looking back at the list right now. I'm trying to think of people she's not named yet. Number one oh, is Logan no. Sargent. No, 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 no. no. Number one is Carl, Charles Leclerc, and number two is Logan Sargent. Number one, I'm going Logan, number one. Number one's Logan. Ben was right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Number one Logan. is Carlos. <laughs> number one is Carlos. Number two is Logan. Charles. Charles. Oh. I like Charles. it. Logan Sargent is... I'd say better looking. We need we need to get Logan yes. on the show. Logan. They're both very cute. They hey, uh, shout out to Logan Sargent. We would love to have you on. Um, build up American, build up that American relationships kind of thing. Let's yeah. Um, we could set you up with some people. No, we cannot. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. Hey, I got some friends. It's hey, all good. Here's your real number one though. This is Roscoe. Oh, is, Roscoe that, the that's Lewis Hamilton's dog. dog. Yes. Oh, he has his own Instagram. We got a minute left. We just want to thank everyone for this incredible first, not even a first full semester. Don't no, don't play that sound yet. Don't incredible do it. first semester of smooth operators. We've had a blast. This has been we're one by the numbers. We've been doing some great stuff here. We we want to thank you everyone for listening. Whether you're on air. Listening on the air right now on your radio dial or off in the podcast. Just thank you. It's been an incredible ride. We'll be back next semester. And yeah, we've had a, this has been an incredible, incredible time we've had doing this. Oh, yeah. I just want to say uh, I love you guys. Um, I really do want to thank you for the, the support that we've been receiving from people on campus and our listeners here and abroad. Um, we, we are very grateful and uh, very blessed to be a part of your world. And thank you for making 
a, us a part of your world and your life and we'd love to you know join in in that as well so you've got our twitters um reach out if you feel so inclined um thank you so much again love no, you guys know anything i want to thank everybody out there for listening to me uh putting up my country accent <laughs> not sound like i deserve to talk about formula one at all probably need to be talking about nascar but uh thank y'all Thank you guys for listening so much. Don't worry, we'll be back next semester. This has been an incredible first semester. Again, if you missed any of today's show, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform after a little while after. But for the final time for 2022, it's Noah Phillips, Ben McKirkin, Liz Baum, I'm Griggs Blankberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next in January. War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.